Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? So then join in the conversation with me, Kristen Ace, and me, Green Diva Meg, and our fascinating guests to share the light, the laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. And it is a Good Vibrations with Kristen kind of day. And hey, it's a Good Vibrations with Green Diva Meg, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our vibration is very high today. We're having a great day. Yeah, we are. We have a really amazing guest with us today. Her name is Ellen Gunter, and she is the author of the book called Earth Calling, which is a wake-up call to what we need to be paying attention to in our environment and for our Mother Earth. Um, Ellen, are you there? I am, indeed. Oh, great. We're so happy to have you. We we were uh, chatting just for a second before um, we tuned into our audience, and you were telling us, you were getting ready to tell us about this march that you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really uh, happy uh, to talk about that. You know, it's it's been over a month now since we did it, but, uh, you know, I can't believe it was that, that long ago, but... But the, the whole thing that I would really like to focus on today um, is around exactly what we were seeing at that march. And, um, you know, they were expecting 100,000 people at that march, and they stopped counting when it hit 400. Wow. And so that was the, over, that was the first overwhelming part. Um, when I got to, my, to where I was meeting my group, I was, I was there with Al Gore's group and uh, the Climate Reality Project, and we were stationed at 72nd and Central Park West. Well, of course, that's right in the shadow of the Dakota, which is where John wow, Lennon yeah. lives with yeah. Yoko. And so I couldn't help but think about, the, you know, the Imagine, the Imagine song. Yeah. And, I was, and I was looking at this sea of people. As far, I stood up on a, on a chair, and I looked as far north as I could. And there were the crowds were in line and on the streets five deep as far as 86th Street. And I was at 72nd. The wow. march started at 59th, so it took us three hours just to get to the start point. Let's wow. just let's so, just go back real and, quick and explain because we're yeah. saying the march as if everybody knows, and I want to just okay. assume that right. maybe some right. people don't know right. what happened, and that was the People's Climate March. It was the People's Climate March, right? And it was a um, this was not just one group. I think there were something like seven hundred groups from all over the place, and some people wow. even came from overseas. And many, many, many interest groups, and uh, and the the vibe was so insanely positive. There were so many people of every age, every ethnic group, every you know, just every economic level, um, and and the vibe was so happy. It was so positive. It was so cheerful and full of love and and passion and certitude that we are going to meet this. We are. This is the challenge of civilization's history this is no we have never faced anything like this before and we all know what the data is we know we see the you know the data rolling in i certainly write about it a lot in my book because i think it's very important for people to understand where we are and how we got here and then you know what i do in the last part of the book uh, as you probably both know is is i go into some solutions about what each of us can do yeah but that's that's, day, the, that's the part of the book that people yeah, they were acting. They were on the street. They were with their signs. They were, you know, they were all, everybody was lined up and very happy to be there. And 
absolutely full of certainty that this is something that we are going to meet the challenge of. Well, I think that that is the key. You know, with happy hearts, too. Yeah, I think that's the key to what people need to start focusing on is the solution and that we can do it and that it will be done. Because I feel Mm -hmm. like the more people talk about how bad it is, there's a hopelessness Mm -hmm. that happens, and then people feel powerless. And people forget that they are divine manifestors. Mm -hmm. They are children of the divine, and we can absolutely do anything we decide. Well, you know what's amazing is when we have three people in this studio... And we're, you know, the energy is like so vibrant. You know, mm-hmm. it's like great. Can you imagine four hundred thousand people right. all raising the vibration of around Earth consciousness? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. just like and, and again, and and there were five people deep just watching. Right. You know, and they were. I mean, it was like we were in a parade. It was just a parade <laughs> of humanity. Yeah. This flow. And I remember I wrote about this in my blog, but. When we got to 59th and we were winding around Central Park, the entrance to Central Park, and, and coming up whatever that was, Sixth Avenue, or I forget what it was, but it's a continuation of Central Park West. So all you New Yorkers out there would know what that is. But, yeah. But I and I turned around and and I had this moment of absolute awakening, and I could see, you know, you see in the, when you look in the rearview mirror of your car. You see refracted light. You see things more intensely than you than when you turn around and look out the back window. And what I was seeing was like an absolute tree of life. Mm. There were all, there was this giant trunk with all these branches and all this humanity just flowing together mm. in perfect harmony. And everybody, I mean, it was just as far as you could see. Everybody had unwittingly and 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 willingly become part of this force of life, and it was just incredible. And and at the same time, um, you know, we don't realize what what each of our efforts has to do with the big effort at large. And it's like that thing about throwing a pebble in, you know, in a lake right. and you see the ripples. And and I turned the corner and uh, and I looked over and there was a guy standing there and I instantly knew who he was. His name is Tim DeChristopher and I write about him in my blog, but... Tim DeChristopher is someone who actually went to jail because he went to a, uh, a bidding auction uh, for uh, mineral and fossil fuel rights uh, on protected government land. It was an illegal auction. He did this in 2008. And he bid up the price. He, he took a paddle, and there's a movie about him called Bitter 70, but he took a paddle and bid up the price on the land and ended up going to jail for, you know, for doing this. And it was it was an absolute act of love. He knew that some, you know, he didn't really know what the consequences were going to be, but he ended up going to prison for, I think, a year and a half. Wow. Just because... for showing up at a fossil fuel auction without being a member of the oil industry. Oh, and, wow. I mean, it's, they really slammed down hard on him. But I looked at him, and I looked at, you know, and I was thinking about how many things were spurred into action because of what Tim DeChristopher did. Right. Talk about the ripple. Including the arrest in Washington for the KXL, the pipeline, the tar sands pipeline, which became a lightning rod issue. That spurred on more protests in Washington. That grew into the big protests in Washington a year and a half ago. The 50,000 people showed up. That, in turn, became what was a 400,000-person jubilee, in my my estimation. It was not a protest. It was a march in favor. It was not negative. It was totally positive. Well, Mother Teresa often often says, do not, or she used to say, um, I will not go to uh, a war rally, but I will go to a peace rally. Mm-hmm. 
So it, it, it really matters what energy you're putting out towards something. Okay. So I got to break in and just like, like I'm just feeling like a turd because I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous because, you know, we, we did a lot uh, on the green divas to promote the March and we've talked to Ellen about mm-hmm. her book and, you know, all this wonderful stuff and the day of the March, right? The historic, you know, landmark. Mm-hmm. I was on a plane flying to Hawaii. <laughs> So why are you jealous? You're lucky. I was very lucky, but you know, uh, as she, as Ellen is describing this energy, mm-hmm. um, but you were, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, but I'm yeah. But you were I just, going off to Hawaii to brainstorm and and raise awareness there with an with an eco conference. Yeah. We were hanging with Pele yeah. on the Big Island. So there you go. And <laughs> Kilauea. So, there you go. So yeah. so let's kind of. Um, Let's kind of talk about some of the things that we can share with with our audience of how they can how they can remain positive, how they can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. not everybody was able to go to that four hundred thousand sure. uh, person march, and not everybody is able to go, you know, hang out with Al Gore. So what what can right. what can right. we average citizens or not so average citizens do to stay? Um, Actually, I think it'd be really interesting, Ellen, because uh, uh, the book is so so packed with so much good information. It, it must be hard not to feel a little bit overwhelmed from time to time. What do you do personally yeah. to lift your vibration and keep hope alive? Right, because you actually have a gazillion tons more information in your head than most people do <laughs> about what's really yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, you know, I. Um, you know, I talk in the book about finding your calling, and so I found my calling, and my calling was to write the book and to do what we're doing here today, and to basically, I'm a news source, and I'm also a spiritual director, so I, I counsel people about how to deal with this and how to open their hearts, because I think that, you know, before we go into the action piece and say, you know, person A, you need to do this, I can't describe that for you. That's what the book is about, and and. And everybody is different. So what I do is try to say, you know, where is your passion? As you listen to this, as you feel yourself get pulled, you know, in this direction or that direction, what, you know, what is it about this, about this incredible challenge we're facing that really speaks to you? Is it, is it about food? Is it about fracking? I mean, it also depends on where you live. Is it about the coal transports up in the Pacific Northwest? Is it about the, the, the fracking that's going on in Texas or in New Jersey? Is it the offshore oil that's happening in the Gulf Coast? I mean, it depends a lot on where you live. It depends on, on your archetypes, actually. Are you an organizer? Are you a networker? Are you someone who's best at making phone calls or, or getting the pizza? Are you uh, someone who is really good at advertising? Are you good at, uh, at reaching out and, and raising money? Are you a social media person? Can, I'm good, good at with a, with I'm, a camera. I've decided that I'm good at picking up trash in my, in my town. There you go. I pick up and and I recycle like crazy. I'm like the crazy recycler woman. But I do. I just got sick and tired of seeing garbage around my town. And I just started. So I have a pair of um, rubber gloves, rubber Mm -hmm. work gloves, Mm -hmm. and a bag by the door. And every time I go out for a walk, I bring it with me. And I pick up recycling and everything. And then along the way, I put the recycling in the recycling containers on the street and the garbage in the garbage. Because I got, I just thought, well, there's nothing, I can sit here and complain about this, or I can do something Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
And who knows who sees you do that and, and picks up the same idea. Right. You know, and, and a lot of people like to join organizations. Like your kids? Like, also, well, plus, yeah, right. I'm bringing yeah. up very conscious children. Very well, conscious. And that's wonderful. That's what, that is a huge, huge gift. That's the greatest gift you can give to this planet right now is an earth-conscious kid. Because right. Because they will become earth-conscious parents. They will become earth-conscious spouses. They will, they will use that information and, and only do healing things to the planet from, from here on out. But I, you know, I counsel people, don't think you've got you've to reinvent the wheel. There are a zillion things out there to do and a zillion organizations that you can join that already have an infrastructure set up and join up with that and then learn from them. See where the need is. Well, we have a, See I, what stirs your heart. Right. I have a very good friend. Um, who runs something called the Asheville Bee Charmer out in Asheville, mm-hmm. North Carolina. And her dream is to save the bees. And so oh, yeah. it's starting. Nice. She she opened, her and her partner opened one little shop, and all of a sudden a bigger shop fell into their laps within a year. And now yeah. she's had yeah. four people approach her about franchising. And she said, my message is I do not want to exploit the bees. I want to save them. Yeah. And yes, she is yes. now talking with people who are serious about uh, having bees on their farm, bringing their mm-hmm. their honey to the Asheville Bee Charmer. I mean, this is incredible yeah. what she's doing. So that's wonderful. She's yeah. found her way of right. of saving the earth, of helping the earth, of of healing. See, I think mm-hmm. everybody has their niche, and even if you don't think, see, I don't. I never really considered myself an environmentalist, honestly. Really? Uh, the no, green diva? Nope. I never really did. Uh, <laughs> even though I, I love nature, uh, I feel connected to the earth. I never, because I always think of environmentalists as sort of science-based, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, geologists and right. uh, whatever, biologists. And I'm just like, nah, nah, <laughs> oh, nah. I just, a- I just like the earth, you know. Right. But, but, but so I do what I do, mm-hmm. which I, you know, sometimes I minimize and I think, oh, it's entertainment. You know, we give a platform to people like Ellen, who really, you know, are environmentalists or whatever, but but I know now that, you know, what That's I do right. is is important in its place. And what GVK does, even though, it, it you know, we may not uh, overtly talk about uh, ecological issues all the time, I think mm. if we connect to ourselves and find, like Ellen's talking about, that passion, and I That's love... Right. Ellen, in her book, talks a lot about connecting to the earth, That's about, right. you know, really mm. finding ways right. to connect to the earth with our spirits. And, because and, when you are connected mm-hmm. to the earth, you can't help but yeah. want to do something exactly. to help her. Because once you right. feel it's that power... It is the seed of imagination yes. and creativity, let's face it. Yeah. It is constantly, constantly creating. That's right. It ha- that's just the way it is. It can't help it. That is its job. And it, that's right. It is us. And we are it. There is no difference between us. That's right. We she, go. We come from it, and we go back to it. She I mean, is we go our back to the Bible stories, for God's sake. Yep. And she is our physical Literally. sustenance. We are not exactly. without her. And if you are That's exactly right. And if you're spiritually inclined, all you have to do is put your feet down on that beautiful Precisely. earth, and That's you it. will feel that That's power. It. And you're going to want to not yeah. lose that power. Or to... literally hug a tree, which I've done. Yes. Okay. Well, both of us have. <laughs> and we've hugged rocks, too. And both hugged rocks. Megan yeah. and I are rock huggers. And so you may mm-hmm. not be an environmentalist. And this is important for all of our audience out there. You may not be an environmentalist with those in quotes and, and you know, go on mm-hmm. these 
huge summit talks and talk to people who make laws, but you can still make a massive difference in your everyday life. How you treat the earth? Are you recycling? Are you picking up garbage? Are you mindful about what you're bringing into your home? Are you eating organic? Are you supporting organic? Are you supporting the bees? Are you not putting fertilizers that kill the earth on the earth so you don't have a dandelion? And even if you can't do it all, see, that's the other thing is I think people get a little overwhelmed and they just go, ugh. I, can't, I just can't do it. So they turn it oh, off. Right. So I think mm-hmm. if people understood that they don't have to necessarily join an organization or make a big mm-hmm. march or do mm-hmm. all these things that we listed, if you just did one thing and right. did it with some yeah. consciousness and right. heart. Do and it said, with some passion and some love. I really care about animals. So I'm really going to focus on animal. Right. That's my thing yeah. or whatever. Um, just, just do it and do it well with heart. Right. And, right. and what I find is that people – when they start by doing one thing that they care about and that's easy to do, mm-hmm. um, it just it the ripple begins and they start doing other things like oh this is easy. this is fun this is and they meet other people and then before you know it they're you know doing a radio show. <laughs> yeah. that's right. That's right. Well, and you begin to see the connectedness of everything, you know, and you know like what you said, Megan, about working with animals. Or you know, I have a friend. Who has, uh, you know, who is very, very, very spiritually connected and works for a lot of spiritual authors like Andy Harvey and um, uh, Marianne Williamson and mm. a, a number of others. And what she has decided to do is she works at a shelter part time. Oh, she yeah. Rescues animals. She becomes a foster mother and she makes sure that they go to loving homes. And mm-hmm. that is just as important as, you know, saving the tree out in your front yard or, or right. whatever, because it's all nature. We're all it's we're all in this together. And anytime you can avoid you know, save an animal from pain or from being euthanized or giving it life and love and opening your heart to it, there are just a cycle of things that that you know that you're participating in. You're participating in the cycle of life, and, and that's inner- what we're talking about at the bottom at bottom here. It's all about the cycle of life, and it's about the interconnectedness of life. That's the thing that I believe that people are finally waking up to is that I am connected to that animal, connected to that tree, connected to that blade of grass, connected to the water that we drink. I had like this really freaky epiphany the other day. Oh, I can't. I don't believe it's freaky. I bet it was amazing. So (laughs) Uh, I realized that, you know, it came from that sort of like we all come from stardust and Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, I was thinking about that quote. I had seen it and I thought, well. Let's be honest, like everything, and I mean everything on this planet right now, even this ugly plastic pen that is made of plastic, which we loathe, but we use, um, <laughs> but it all ultimately came from the planet. It's all going, even if it stays a green pen, whatever, it's a bad analogy, but you know, like everything here is from here and it's not going anywhere. Right. Like it's kind of like when you think about it, everything, every single thing. Right. So mm-hmm. when we when everything's we, natural in one way or another, well, right? It was at one point. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about mm-hmm. it in that terms, you want to be very conscious about what you're bringing in because it's here, and you you know how mm-hmm. do you want that to break down in the environment? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Now you got you all are in New Jersey, right? Yes, we are. Right. So I don't know about you, but we, you know we had a snow-filled, sleep-filled Halloween. And, yeah, I heard that. And, I... You know, so, yeah, it was, it was very crazy. But what I'm getting at is that, you know, we're moving into uh, what 
you know, what my dear friend uh, Lynch Archuleta would talk about. He's a Yaki shaman, and he said, you know, we're going into the ghost, ghost within time. What does and that so mean? We're, well, that means Winter? that, you know, this is the time that we're, we're overt in the spring and the summer. We're working outside. In the fall and the winter, we go within. Okay. Because, you know, it's a time for contemplation. So you mm-hmm. can't really go out and, and put your hoe to the ground and, and do anything in, with a garden right now. But at the same time, it is the busiest time of the year for the earth because it is preparing for the spring. It's mm-hmm. shutting down and it's preparing. It breathes in, it breathes out. And so there are things that, you know, that you can do in the, in the wintertime. And that is, this is the time when you begin to say, well, if you're a gardener, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to do a garden? Do you want to start some seeds? If you want to do that, you can, then you can start buying some seed purveyors. You can plan out, you know, where would I want to do a community garden? Would I want to work with my uh, local farmer's market? Would I, would I want to see if I could go work for a CSA? You know, things like that. But, but above and beyond that, just also, this is a time to be, be thinking inwardly, to be contemplating and and appreciating what the earth does for us. I mean, this is uh, to me, this is the best time of the year to go for a walk. I love. Yes, me, oh, me too. too. Me too. When the earth is transitioning, you can feel the inhale and the exhale of the earth. And you, I mean, it's just I, I don't, and I don't care. I mean, it gets. I live in Chicago, and it gets to be below zero. And I'm not gonna lie and say I'd love to go outside and sit in the hammock when it's below zero. But, <laughs> Particularly but if you're I walking along love. Michigan Avenue in that weather. <laughs> yeah, right. you get your get yourself blown into the. <laughs> but, yeah, yes. So I don't do. I mean, I'm not crazy. I don't do that. But I do love to see what happens in the seasons, especially the fall and the winter. Um, mm-hmm. And I love what happens in the winter when when that first snow falls yeah. and everything gets so quiet. Everything yeah. it's like nature's installation. Yeah. And like so blanket. this is the time to pay attention to what nature does and its power and its glory and its beauty. And just appreciate it. You don't have to do anything. It's the goes within. It's the it's the feeling time. It's the, you yeah. know, let me absorb this and appreciate this process, this this cycle of life that I'm connected to. Well, it's funny because uh, I met with a group of people last night after dinner, and they were like, oh, what did you do all day? Because I was a little dirty. And I said, oh, I was in my garden all day. And they went, in your garden? In this weather? And I said, oh, my God, it was amazing. You know, it was crisp, and I could breathe, and I could twirl around in the leaves, and I ran around my yard, Mm -hmm. and we brought in wood, Mm -hmm. and I started preparing. I've been preparing my gardens for winter, which Mm -hmm. um, means cutting down things and trimming back things and stuff. And it actually is my favorite time of year. I talk to all of them before before they're um, getting ready to go to sleep. Yep, and I say, can't wait to see you next next spring. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not the only one that talks to my plants. Oh, no, I talk to my plants all the time which oh, is no, why I they're spectacular the yeah <laughs> I, I rescued my two little trees my ficus and my whatever the other one is from the ice storm the other night and oh. i was just thinking so sorry i waited to the last minute but i wanted you to get as much fun as you could and now they you know we get to spend the winter together and yeah so i get to see them more and touch their leaves and you know i'm really happy they're upstairs yeah that's really but, nice you know, <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah, I, it's great. i've i've <laughs> I've learned that if I dress properly, mm. I, I I absolutely love the winter 
probably, mm-hmm. you know, more than any season for a couple of reasons. One of which mm-hmm. is I adore the woods. I grew up in the woods. I feel at home in the woods. There's nothing mm-hmm. to me, you know, happier. When I meditate and go to a happy place, it's usually in the woods. Right. But in, in New Jersey, the woods that we have um, are filled with ticks. And everybody oh, yeah. around me has been yeah. getting Lyme disease, and I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. So I yeah. have this weird trepidation, even though I pray and I ask them not to bite me and I do all that and I spray stuff on me. <laughs> I, still don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I still don't like it. So mm-hmm. I am waiting for this frost to freeze their little butts. So that That's I can right. go romping yeah. wildly, happily through the frozen Well, and you can bring woods. your dog in there, too, without exactly. flipping out about your dog yeah. getting Lyme disease. Because exactly. dogs get she Lyme had disease. It. She's had it once already. Cats don't, yeah. typically. But, yeah. So, anyway. Um, well, these are all great, great pieces of information to help people stay conscious, not to, to move into the place of hopelessness. That, that I think that is the most dangerous place that we can move into at this time in, in our yeah. humanity. We must avoid being hopeless and feeling overwhelmed and powerless. We, we must forge forward in, in a knowing that we can accomplish great things in, in this world today. Well, you know, and I think so many people going mm-hmm. into the winter just automatically start getting bummed out. You know, maybe there's summer people or whatever, and they think like, oh. And I I love the idea now. I've, for several years, really enjoyed Mm. the concept of going in, and maybe I'm journaling more, meditating more, and I'm, like, digging my fireplace or the woods and the frozen woods. I would really encourage people to try to look at it differently if they're feeling that sense of loss of the summer and right. the, the warmer weather to, to just say, wait a minute, maybe I'll just bundle up and go outside for five, ten minutes. And Well, right, yeah. and I love what Ellen said about really paying attention to what the earth is doing yeah. at this time and really tuning into that and and becoming kind of one with that um, because that feeling will carry you and you will feel her underneath you. She is, she is really working. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. She's true. Ellen. You said something about the the, the breathing of Earth. How mm-hmm. hard she's working, and I hadn't thought of that yeah. in terms yeah. of you know yeah. you do you do have a stronger sense of breeze, literally, which can feel like mm-hmm. that, right? Well, she is yeah. a living organism, just like yeah. us. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. So, and it also you know by appreciating everything that happens in the wintertime, and then doing gratitude prayers. And, uh, and just having that that consciousness of mm. where you are in the cycle, in in the year, in the you know the, this part of winter, the next part of winter, you can feel when it begins to lift, and it and you can also it also I think helps you appreciate spring even more. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's not that oh my god I can't wait for winter to be over. It's you know I never get like that. We had like it's a five funny, six month winter last year. I couldn't you know I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, we all I did. I thought you can go on for a year. I don't you know. Of course, I lived in, in Dallas, Texas for 30 years, and I'm a Midwest girl, so I can't get enough snow. It is, oh. <laughs> can't get enough winter. I love it. But So maybe part of that is that I'm super tuned to it. But I, you know, I absolutely love what the winter means. And, and it is giving birth. It gives birth to spring, so it's gestating all during the winter. Mm. It's very, very busy. It's very, a very beautiful, um, it's a beautiful um, image for yeah. people to carry with them this winter. And in any other winter that they are listening to this podcast. So, um, 
Well, I recommend checking out Ellen's book. Oh, yes, there, I do, too. Some, it's very powerful. And, and you have a lot of Thank wonderful you. suggestions in there for mm -hmm. how people can make the connection uh, for themselves. And, and for anybody who's not really awake of what's going on, it'll wake you up, folks. <laughs> it'll wake you up. And we do, we do need to be awake. A little spiritual alarm clock <laughs> Yep, it really is. And sometimes we need that. Oh, I like that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> the spiritual alarm clock. Yeah. Yay. Well, Ellen, I'm, I'm glad to talk to you again, and I know that you got to see um, Green Diva Lynn in Chicago at the Chicago March. Yep, Or, or some Chicago events. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It, it's, yeah. it's nice to stay connected, and I hope we'll get to speak to you again soon. Yeah, I really appreciate oh, you coming well, out I to GVK. Oh. Yeah, this was oh, great. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, ask me again. I'll be back. Oh, fantastic. Well, we would love that. Terrific. Okay, girls. Thank you, Ellen. Thanks, Ellen. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. All right. All right, wait, everybody. everybody. Well, bye-bye. Well, hey, wait a minute. One no. thing I want to say to them, oh, okay. everybody out there, is you matter, you count. Everything that you do to help the earth and help your environment and help yourself be conscious matters and makes a difference. And with I that, that. I'm you sorry. always have the best nice messages. You really wrap it up. And <laughs> I, I had to say that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Until right. next time. Bye right. bye. I love you guys. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristen.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us, let us know, so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.